Um, I've had a bout with depression. Mm-hmm. Um, I had I had postpartum depression. This is mm-hmm. real, y'all. I mm-hmm. haven't shared this like out loud publicly. My mom knows. Philip knows because they were there. Um, and I've shared it with one of my members. Um, I uh, after I had Jessa. I can remember one day, so we had four children at that time. We had moved into a brand new house that we had just built. Mm-hmm. My mom had come down um, to stay with us to help us out. And mm-hmm. then during the midst of staying with us, parents decided pack up all of life in Louisville, Kentucky. And move. And move where my, my sister had moved down here also. So there's just the two of us. And so, you know, everything would seem like, you know, perfect i had this beautiful little baby girl i have this brand new home my mom is here my dad is on the way my sister's living here blah 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 and one day i literally i i didn't my mom was there so you know again i don't know why i'm trying to clarify this again stigma i left the house Mm -hmm. i just walked outside and i don't even really remember any of the walk I don't remember how I got there. I don't mm-hmm. I don't remember any of that. But I was standing behind a bush. It's like you're too close to the edge. We gonna push you forward a few steps ahead. It's that edge life. Oh, oh, gotta get it in your head. Baby, welcome to the edge life. You're too close to the edge. We gonna push you forward a few steps ahead. It's that edge life. Oh, oh, gotta get it in your head. Welcome to the edge life. And welcome, welcome, welcome to the Edge Life. What's going on, everybody? I hope everybody's doing well. Yeah. You know, hey, you got to give them one of those. Because it is that time again. It is hot. the Edge Life. We are hot like fire. And anytime you hear the pram, 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 pram. Yeah, you, you you know it's going down. You know it's going down. It's going down. Babe, we made it to another Sunday fun day. It is the Edge Life, man. I'm so glad that so all glad of our here. people, man, our people are joining What's us. Up, and people's? And listen, we, we will go ahead and say this early and often in the chat feature. Go ahead and let us know where you are chiming in from. We want to know at? who y'all, who you is, all that good stuff so we can communicate with you. If you are watching us via the replay, please go ahead and hit that hashtag replay, replay. inside of the comments box. Because, again, we want to make sure that we are communicating with you, all of our friends and our family. So, babe, listen, before we jump in there, you know I got to ask you how you doing, how you doing. You had a big week this week. You had a big week. I did have a big, big week. Yeah, um, had yeah. Had a fundraiser. Yeah. Uh, for my organization. Round of yeah. applause. Elevation House in the his house. Elevation House. Yes. Yep, yep. And um, it went really well. So thanks to all of our supporters and donors, my yeah. family and friends. Yeah. Man, I, you know, I like planning special events. Yeah. Um, I enjoy it. It's it, it's like a competition or a challenge. You know, Absolutely. That kind of thing. Absolutely. And I love just giving people the opportunity to um, make an investment in something that really matters. You right. Know, in a cause. Right. Um, that is meaningful. And um, yeah, we exceeded our goal. Come on, come on, yeah, come on. I need that. Yeah. yeah. Round, round of applause for that. <laughs> Exceeding. Oh, you want one of those? Let me give you one of those too. Let me give you one of those too. Yeah. So <laughs> this is the first time that we've exceeded 
exceeded a fundraising goal. Wow, that's big um, time. Other than like a Giving Tuesday, which those are typically like smaller, a couple thousand dollars here or there. Yeah. So thanks to everybody, you know, just finding ways to engage people like all over the place. Uh, you know, even posted, I want to thank those people on Facebook. Yep. I, I posted, hey, it's game day, you know, for Elevation House. Yes. We're going to get out there and score for our members. And, like, family and friends gave $125 just wow. through that, so wow. through Facebook. So wow. thanks to everybody who shared, liked, um, found some kind of way to support. So I really appreciate all of you all, our prayers even. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. It, it was definitely a big day. I, I had the You're opportunity. producer. Yeah, to, to, to work and serve as the producer, yeah. the behind-the-scenes producer for, for the, the Elevation House event. And and it was awesome just really watching um, what happened and, and how um, the community really Really came together to to make an impact um, in, with Elevation House and, and 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 the people that you all serve. I mean, it is it is awesome. Uh, Lou Dempsey did a phenomenal job. You know, yes. it, it's always interesting watching Lou because. When I leave from watching him do what he does, for those of you who don't know, He's an Lou is an auctioneer. So it was a gala yeah. and auction. Yeah. So we had um, just a phenomenal um, auctioneer, yes. a friend of ours before that. And um, this is the second time that he's just done this for Elevation House because he believes in our cause. And yeah, and he talks really fast when he does it. I really, you know, diggery, 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 yeah. blum, 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 blum. so I but wish we had awesome. recorded it because at one point in time I was like, hey, better, 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 better. I'll hear one hundred. Hey, over there, over there, over there, over there. She did say, hey, hama lama lama, batter, 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 one batter, time. Swing, but and, and it worked. It worked. It says, worked. It worked. But it did work. Yeah. we, we kind of did a like a dynamic duo kind of thing, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it did work. It encouraged people. Maybe it was my goofiness of you know hickory dickory dock lama lama ding dong. You know <laughs> that's funny. Swing, that swing, is swing. funny, right? You know, uh, in speaking with Lou before, he he did share with me like there is like a a, a school that you kind of have, yeah, to, go you have to, to go to to like be certified to and become an auctioneer. Yeah, you can't just get up there and hama lama lama. You you literally <laughs> gotta like go through hey, schooling yeah. and and learn how to do that thing. So, anyways, with all with all that being said, man, it it was an awesome awesome event. Super super excited and proud for all that happened with. With, with Elevation House and, and, and your, your big event because we were praying for, for that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. We had a baby shower. We did have a baby shower. Uh, grand, grand baby number two is on the way. Yeah. Uh, Ace, Mr. Mr. Ace. Ace it, it, yeah, he, AK, he is AK, on the way. A.K.A.A.K. Uh, yeah, A.K. A.K. And, and it was, it, uh, honestly, it was a, a big, big to-do. I mean, yeah. I, I felt like we were at like a – a, a big time something like a you know, I don't know but all I know is my my new grandson probably received about a hundred onesies yesterday and yeah, so please don't yeah. send onesies <laughs> yeah yeah he he got send about a hundred onesies so his mom wants to hang every. Everything, everything, everything. So, everything. so yeah, so so that that was actually a lot of fun. Just enjoying that, being with the family, having some great, great food, um, festivities, and all, all that good stuff. So yeah, that, that yeah. was a cool opportunity. Yep, mm -hmm. yep. Yeah, we we're, we're big family people, so just having the opportunity to, you know, connect with people yep. and um, you know, see our family grow. Absolutely. Um, is just you know. Yeah, it's, it's good for us. It, we enjoy yeah, this. It, it yeah, it is called life. You it know what I'm saying? It's called life. It's called yes. life. You know, when, when you see your family growing and, you know, your children having children and, and whatnot, um, 
you know, it's part of life. And, and that that's a beautiful thing. You know, um, I, I think a lot about uh, the song, The Blessing, you know, mm-hmm. and where he speaks about, you know, and, and, and his favor will be upon you for a thousand generations and your children, children and, and their children, children and, and their, their children. children right. Yeah. And, and and as it speaks about that, you know, it really does something for me, especially in this season of our lives when we're we're literally seeing, um, you know, our children's children come come to pass and yeah. and, and like really like manifest. So, so it's really cool. Um, I know personally, like even even the things that I do on a day to day basis now, it's it's like it almost has more meaning because you're seeing you're the next seeing generation. yeah you're seeing that the next next generation mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so so it like it like even puts more weight on that so mm-hmm. it, it's it's really it's it's been really cool it's been a cool journey been yeah. a cool journey yeah it it definitely has been i know um you know sometimes life doesn't always you know follow the plan that you have in mind yeah this is um, true but you know we um you know part of mental health is having like this radical acceptance yeah. um and self-love mm-hmm. and even you know forgiveness and love and grace for others right, you know right. there's a certain mindset that you have to to live in life right um in order to just be well yeah you yeah. know so yeah. um we just you know radical acceptance Philip and I have always been like that yeah yeah and and i think that that helps and just to to really segue for for everyone today we're talking about mental health and and how do you really take care of yourself right Right? like how do you really do it because at the end of the day what we've recognized is you got to take care of yourself absolutely you know you know you you have to you have to take care of yourself and here's the other thing about that you can only give what you have Exactly. So, so if you are on empty or if you are on fumes and you have nothing to give, that's 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 not a good nothing place to from be. Nothing is nothing. is nothing, right? Exactly. So, so uh, today we really wanted to talk about mental health. Um, it, you know, as we're you know we we're, we've been celebrating Mental Health Awareness Month, and and we wanted to share with you all some things that that we do to make sure that our tanks stay full, and and hopefully you all can share with us some things that you all do to kind of, you know, make sure that your tank is staying full from, from a mental health perspective as well. Yeah. Because again, if, if your tank is not full and you have nothing to give, that's not a good place mm-hmm. to be in. And we see so many people who are literally, you know, riding around on E riding around on E yet that it's almost as if they're carrying the weight of the world on their shoulders. Yeah, and, and there's no obligation to do that or expectation for them to do that. But the, but they picked but it up. They're choosing yeah. to carry the weight of the world. Yeah. 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 So as I'm going to do a little setup, I, I want to share with you why um, we are talking about this. Mm-hmm today and as i'm doing that y'all please just in the comments go ahead and start putting in some things that you personally do right um to stay mentally well you know what is your what is your go-to your couple of go-to's yes we're going to share what our go-to's are give some tips and some suggestions but 
Um, Mental Health Awareness Month actually started in 1949. Okay. So, I mean, not that long ago. No, right, I mean, right. mental mental health and mental wellness in general is an area, especially the brain is an area that is really not as studied as mm-hmm. other parts of the body. And mm-hmm. we, we don't know as much about it as we do other physiology. And right. that's, that's part of the issue. Um, you know, additionally, the area of mental health, psychiatry, psychology mm-hmm. um, is very... Um, underserved as far as having people who are in careers Mm -hmm. in that area. And so um, it's an area that needs much more emphasis. It needs more people um, spending more time, more, more studying, et cetera. And so um, just some staggering statistics. Um, These all come from NAMI, which is the um, national Alliance of mental illness. Mm -hmm. Um, I used to be on the local NAMI board. So there's a national organization in each um, community has its own grassroots organization. So if you're looking for supports, they do education and advocacy. And so mm-hmm. that's NAMI, uh, the National Alliance on Mental Illness. I think I said something different. Um, so look for your local um, chapter, mm-hmm. so to speak, your local grassroots organization, if you want to connect and learn more or your family needs support for mental illness. But these statistics come from the national organization. One in five adults wow. in America. One wow. in five. Wow. One in five. Say one in five. Yeah. That, I mean, that that's, that's serious. One in five. Will experience a mental illness. Will experience a mental illness. So these wow. mental illnesses typically are situational. Maybe yeah. they're seasonal, those sorts of things. Um, but one in five. Sometime during the course of this year one in five people that you know will experience a mental illness and Mm. it may be you and it may be that person that you know and love right literally even right now yeah yeah um 17 percent 17 percent of children so those that are 17 and under 17 percent of um youth will experience mental illness within a 365 day period of time wow wow 17 percent so that is actually on the rise. I think, you know, mental mental health has such a tendency to be so taboo and there's yeah. so much uh, stigma associated with it. Now, you know, uh, the NFL um, mm-hmm. and other national, you know, uh, professional, I should say, professional sports uh, associations and yeah. things of that nature are really doing a lot to bring a lot of awareness yeah. to it. And, you know, that type of talk and us even talking right now and just being open and transparent right. are what helps to, you know, tear that stigma down so that people will get the help that they need. Yeah. I, you know, and when you speak about that, that stigma, I mean, I, I, I've seen that, yeah. you know, especially culturally, you know what I'm saying? Like, no, yeah, no, especially for people of color. Yeah, no, nobody wants mm-hmm. to talk about it. You know what I mean? So, so I'm what? Fine. Yeah, so what happens is we we push it underneath the rug, and you know we're we're, we're secretly bleeding on the inside. You know yeah. we're, we're secretly running out of gas on the inside, and mm-hmm. it's it's affecting families, it's affecting marriages. You know, it's it's affecting relationships all over because people don't don't want to talk about it. Yeah. You know, we want to pretend as if it's not there. But the more we can talk about it and really understand what's really going on, I really believe, you know, there can be some help for, for really all people and healing mm. for, for people. Definitely. You know, you talk about divorce and relationships and those sorts of things. Typically, a lot of times, anxiety disorders and depression are the main crux or they're the driving force behind why there are issues yeah. in, in relationships. So especially marriage 
marriage relationships. You, you you mentioned, you know, depression, you know, that that's that's a word that that is kind of common to a lot of people. They hear that. But, you know, uh, I'm not sure how many people really associate depression even with mental illness. You know what I mean? Right. You know, you know what I'm saying? It seems to be like, oh, I'm depressed. Right. So we trivialize it. Exactly. When it's really something very real. Exactly. And very serious. Exactly. In fact, I don't think people realize this, but. Depression is the leading cause of disability in the United States of America for people between the ages of 15 and 44. Wow. Did you hear that? Depression. Wow. It's the leading cause of disability for people ages 15 to 44. Yeah. So if you don't think that that's important or mental health is important, Mm -hmm. these statistics are going to tell you absolutely otherwise. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, One in 25 people live with a serious mental illness. So serious mental illness, um, I work with adults that live with serious mental illness. And Mm -hmm. so these are um, psychotic disorders. These are disorders like schizophrenia, schizoaffective, major depressive disorder. Mm-hmm. Um, bipolar disorder, all of those um, sorts of things. So these are um, mental mental illnesses that yeah. are chronic, debilitating. Mm-hmm. So um, it's how long have they impacted you or affected you? It's not so much um, the diagnoses mm-hmm. as much it, as it is how it affects the quality or your ability to live a quality life. Right, right. And so um, at Elevation House, um, we help people to find purpose again so that mm. they can live that quality yes. um, of life, that thing that they've been searching for, that how do I live after diagnosis? Right. And my life is not over. And to tear down stigma mm-hmm. um, and to begin to understand, mm-hmm. you know, um, who they are. Yes. And how to be mentally well. Yeah. And, you know, that's really a culmination of a lot of holistic things, but especially community. You know, the the thing that, that I I love about Elevation House and again just watching watching as I interact through through you and, and through the wonderful people that, that that I've met uh at Elevation House it's so interesting to watch people find purpose again, yeah. right? F- find purpose and in, in meaning in doing uh, valuable work and, and finding community, you know, and it, it's it's so cool watching people be able to live again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know, there are people that I've met, you know, when I initially met them, they were in a totally different place. But watching them come back to life through this program has really, really been cool. Yeah, to hear people make comments like, you know, over the last year since I've been connected to the program, Mm -hmm. I've recovered more Mm. than in 20 years since my diagnosis. Or to see people literally uh, find their dream job and they haven't worked for 10 years or more. That's awesome. Like, that is just you know, absolutely amazing or to see families, you know, because families heal too. Right. Because the thing about serious mental illness is that many times it puts the stress and a strain on the family. Right. You know, we have a son, our son Kai, he's our second oldest. Yep. He's on the spectrum, but he also lives with bipolar disorder mm-hmm. and he has been in a manic phase uh, for a couple of weeks. Like his phases are super long, which is very abnormal. Yep. But I think it has a lot to do with the autism as well. But um, it's difficult. You know, it, it, it it's is difficult to like step back and realize like he's not really doing this to like get on your nerves on like yeah. purpose or yeah. to make you upset or whatever the case may be. Like he's not well right now. Right. But, you know, he's extremely messy. He um, his thoughts are very disorganized. He talks a whole lot. He does not sleep a whole lot. No, not at um, all. He loves sports. And so, you know, 10 minutes he'll be with football. And so there's right. all the footballs are out. And then. 
you know, 30 minutes later, it's basketball and, right. and you know, all the basketballs are out. Right. So, right. um, he just, he cannot slow himself down. Yeah. I mean, he's going, you know, for, for Kai, you know, especially watching him as of late, um, while he's going through this, <clears throat> this, this, this manic state, um, it's been really interesting to watch. And, you know, the, the more interesting thing is uh, for me was when my wife actually came to me and said, you know, he's he's in a manic phase right now. And, I'm, and honestly, I'm just being transparent with you. I was like, well, what's that? <laughs> you know what I yeah, mean? Like, he was like, like, what does no, that mean? No, it's his, it's his um, anxiety medication. Yeah, it's I'm making like, him not sleep and blah, blah, blah. I'm, I'm like, like, honey, that's, right. you know, don't so, stop giving him his medication. Right. That's not what it is. Right. You know, you know, you know but but again, I, I had to be know. educated because I didn't know. But the more she pointed it out, the more I was like, oh. Ah, yeah, he is doing that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And those are things that I'm seeing. But again, when I didn't know, I mean, you, you don't know. And, yeah. I, and I, I'm certain there are so many people out there who may see things like this, but they, they just, they don't know what they're looking at. Yeah, and it complicates his autism. Right. Um, some of his symptoms with his autism, you know, um, like his his bedwetting is way more frequent. Right. He can't use the bathroom, mm -hmm. um, number two, which is, you know, tough anyways for him being 20. And um, he, he is very verbally... Um, not nice. So yeah, he uses yeah. a lot of language he that little, we don't little, use in our house. But he's, he's twenty angry. and he lives in the world. He's, he's very a little angry. He's very angry. <laughs> yes, he, angry. he reminds me angry. of a hangry pregnant woman. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> but he he uses a lot of language. Mm -hmm. um, the most common disorders, um, as we kind of like transition, I, I want to share these because I think they're really important. Yeah. The most common disorders, and this may be you. Like you, you may be feeling this and. Um, you know, this is not abnormal, but the most common disorders are anxiety disorders. Mm. About 19% of um, adults with a mental illness in the United States suffer with. Suffer with anxiety. Or live with. Wow. We don't like to say suffer because people who live with serious mental illness, they live with it. You know, it's, I'm not Good suffering. Yeah. I'm mentally well. I'm in recovery. Yeah. We, we understand the concept of cover, recovery for like drug and alcohol mm -hmm. addiction mm -hmm. and misuse. Uh, or misuse, substance misuse disorders, but we don't really get it when it comes to like mental wellness. Yeah, yeah. That is recovery. That is choosing every day to be in recovery that and to sense. do certain things yeah. to maintain your recovery because the medications don't always make you feel good. There's a mm. lot of side effects with the stomach yeah. and stomach issues, especially mm -hmm. a lot of sleepiness, all these sorts of things right. that, that people really have to push through to, right. to see levels balance out or really to just stay in and advocate for themselves to get the right medications. Right. Cause again, the research is slim. Mm, and so the medication, yeah. sometimes I hate to say this, it's like Russian roulette until you figure out which one is wow. the magic bullet for people. Right. Um, and it's sad that we don't use the technology because we do have some technology and I won't go into that, but we don't use all the technology that we have mm. to make sure that our diagnosis diagnoses are correct. In fact, some of my members just like in the last couple of years mm -hmm. have, you know, they have been misdiagnosed for a long period wow. of time wow. and been taking medication for one thing when they really Should were be living something with something else. else. Wow. So um, that can be a game changer. And many times like, because they're um, at Elevation House with mm -hmm. people with a lived experience, they share their experiences with one another. And a lot of times it's like eye opening, like, mm. oh, man, maybe I should talk to my psychiatrist about that. So um, anxiety is the co most common one that your, people are diagnosed with. And mm -hmm. then, of course, depression mm -hmm. is after that. 
Um, and we know that untreated mental illness can mm-hmm. lead to, to many things. Even treated mental illness sometimes leads to death mm-hmm. by suicide. It also leads to premature death because many times mental illness causes some um, morbidity, comorbidity mm-hmm. issues. Mm-hmm. Um People living with mental illness have a tendency to die 20 years earlier than their wow. peer. Wow. Um, wow. And there's an, an economic component attached to that because, again, we talked about these individuals are living on disability. Right. Can you live on $780 a month? Wow. Up to maybe $1,100 a month as a grown person, maybe with a family. Right. Very, very difficult. Um, and sometimes, you know, those that don't have mm-hmm. disability are just fighting, struggling to keep a job, Mm -hmm. don't have insurance, all these sorts of things. So they're either uninsured or underinsured. underinsured, But to add to that, because it's mental illness, Mm -hmm. there's such a stigma associated that typically from the onset of symptoms for a mental illness, this could be something you experienced till actual treatment, Mm -hmm. psychiatric care, Mm -hmm. 11 years. Wow. Wow. And, and the average person who lives with a serious mental illness will experience that mental illness um, through the latter part of their adult cognitive development, which mm-hmm. happens somewhere between the ages of 18, 18 to 29. Your mind is still cognitively developing. Mm-hmm. Did you know this? Mine's not working anymore. I'm a little no, past that. But, it um... stopped. But <laughs> it's during that period of time, right. even back a little bit more, like 16, 16 right. to 25-ish, that usually people start having symptoms Mm, so imagine your 16 year old starts having symptoms yeah yeah but they don't get treatment because of stigma because of yes uninsured no insurance or you know just ignoring things Mm -hmm. oh i'll be okay you know just things that are cultural like you were talking about you'll you'll work through it you'll be okay yeah so now this is a 27 year old that we can't figure out why he or she is still on the couch and they can't get a job Mm -hmm. and they never finish school and maybe they're using substances Mm -hmm. but maybe they're self-medicating the mental illness right so many times um that's uh Co-occurring disorder is where you have a substance misuse disorder Mm -hmm. and a mental illness. Many times people are using substances because they're experiencing things mentally that um, they they need medication for. They need some stabilization and they find a little bit, um, they think they find a little bit of ease in illegal substances. Um, And that's about, yeah, 40% of people living with mental illness. Wow. So, so you can see there's a, a delay between symptoms and diagnoses as well. Mm-hmm. Um, two thirds of people with mental illness, two thirds, not one third, two thirds yeah. never get treatment. Wow, never get treatment. I mean that 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 in and of itself is like that's a mind blowing statement, you know. And you think about you know some of the challenges that that people are living with and some families are living with, and when you think about two thirds, not you know, going, being able to, to, to have a diagnosis or even know that there's anything going on. I mean, that, that, so you go mind from blowing. one in five. So if you know 10 people, two of those people more than likely are experiencing, are experiencing a mental something. illness. Yeah. They're not probably going to get any kind of treatment for wow. that. They're going to try to struggle through that and going to probably experience a lot of loss, a lot of uh, heartache, a lot mm-hmm. of a lot of pain, just mm-hmm. feeling alone. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe they're going to su- turn to substances or other high risk um, type type behaviors. So um, then suicides. Yeah, that that's that's big. Second leading cause wow. of death 
for individuals 10 to 34. Mm. Second leading, 10. Wow. I, I just want, you know, if you're 30, 40 years old, mm-hmm. I want you to pause back and think about what you, what were you doing when you were 10? Playing with G.I. Joe's when I was 10. So our world is a totally different place. Yeah. I I, I think we've kind of started realizing yeah. it, but it really is a very different place. Mm-hmm. It is the second leading cause of death of your 10-year-old, your wow. 11-year-old, your 12-year-old. Yep. So death by suicide is taking our, our young, our young people, people. Yep. Our young people. And one, one person dies every 12 minutes in the United States mm. by suicide. Mm-hmm. Wow. And there's a lot of misconception and a lot of a lot of pain. Mm-hmm. Um, like postvention is, you know, after someone dies by suicide. Mm-hmm. And you notice that I don't say commit suicide. Mm-hmm. You notice the language has changed because there's so much stigma associated and so much pressure and shame yeah. sometimes that, yeah. that families feel and whatnot. Yeah. It's, a, it's death by suicide. So suicide is what took that person's mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and people will say, you know, that's selfish and all these sorts of things that they say. And, you know, that just perpetuates the issue and the problem because if somebody's having suicidal ideation, so these mm-hmm. are thoughts about, it's not like a, mm-hmm. it's not, I don't have a plan per mm-hmm. se, but I've thought about it. Mm-hmm. If someone's thinking about it, you need to talk about it. Yeah. And if you think somebody's thinking about it, you need, you need to, to talk, talk about, about it. it. Yeah. Like you not saying anything is not going to keep them from not doing it. Absolutely. So a lot of people feel like if I just keep it in the closet and I don't say anything, yeah. you know, um, they're not going to, you know, they're not going to do are, anything. Are, are I the, can't put that in their mind. Right. Are, are there places that, that if people are thinking about it or they ha- are having those su- suicidal ideations that they can call, they can talk to? Oh, yeah. Or that, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there's, there's lots of different local numbers, but since, you know, we're doing this and you could be watching from anywhere, there's mm-hmm. a national hotline. It's 1 800 273 TALK. And that's the key talk. Yeah. Let's talk about it. So just like we're doing, you know, right here, right now, 1 800 273 TALK is completely mm-hmm. confidential. Um, some places have text lines right now. That was something yeah. new that came out during COVID. Um, and the impact, the impacts on COVID, like we don't oh even, gosh. we don't even know what that's really going to look wow. like, yeah. but I, I do know from, um, working in mental health. So I, Elevation House is a clubhouse model program. So we provide what's called psychosocial therapy. Mm-hmm. So we help, um, people become well through basically the work of their hand Mm -hmm. by being connected to community, being busy, having purpose, all of those sorts of things. So again, it's a holistic form of support, but we've seen a dramatic increase in the number of people needing services and just the number of hours people are accessing services. And for us, it's become, we have, still continue to do things virtually. And then also now we've returned to face-to-face services. So right. we've more than doubled our service numbers. Wow. Um, and, you know, you can go to NAMI, uh, National Alliance of Mental Illness, go to Mental Health America. Um, again, they have local and state chapters for those. There are tons of free resources right now on Mental Health America site there. Um, there are tools there. I can't remember what the actual tagline is. It's tools for something mm-hmm. um, for the whole month of May. And so they're connecting you with tools and resources to help educate you. And so there's always support groups and things like that. It's awesome. One of the things COVID has done is it's kind of shrunk the world. Yeah. 
And so now people are doing things online. So from the comforts of your own home, if you're too anxious to get out or you're just feeling apprehensive or, again, stigma as you feeling like you have concrete shoes, um, you can access those services online. So I just wanted to kind of set that up for you to understand, like, the severity of what we're talking about. It's real. It's it's real. It's real. And, I mean, even here, just, like, being completely 100 transparent, my grandmother had been uh, hospitalized for mental illness Um, my mother has dealt with her mental illness. She's lived through it and she's done, she is such a pillar of hope and Mm -hmm. strength. Um, I've had a bout with depression. Mm -hmm. Um, I had, I had postpartum depression. This is Mm -hmm. real y'all. I Mm -hmm. haven't shared this like out loud publicly. My mom knows, Philip knows because they were there. Um, and I've shared it with one of my members. Um, I, uh, after I had Jessa, I can remember one day, so we had four children at that time. We had moved into a brand new house that we had just built. Mm -hmm. My mom had come down um, to stay with us, to help us out. And then Mm -hmm. during the midst of staying with us, parents decided, pack up all of life in Louisville, Kentucky. And move. And move, where my, my sister had moved down here also. So there's just the two of us. And so, you know, everything would seem like, you know, Perfect. I have this beautiful little baby girl. I mm-hmm. have this brand new home. My mom is here. My dad is on the way. My sister's living here. Blah, blah, blah. And one day, I literally, I I didn't, my mom was there. So, you know, again, I don't know why I'm trying to clarify this. Again, it's stigma. I left the house. Mm-hmm. I just walked outside. And I don't even really remember any of the walk. I don't remember how I got there. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't remember any of that. But I was standing behind a bush mm. when I literally like came to, mm-hmm. and I was like, "What am I doing? What mm-hmm. are you doing?" You know, I'm right. like talking to myself, like I'm looking at myself. Like, what are you doing? Right. Like, what are you? What are you going to run from? Where are you going to go? Right. Like, get back in there. You mm-hmm. know that sort of thing. And even after that, nothing was ever said about that whole situation. Mm-hmm. No one ever said anything. It was just like hush, hush. Mm-hmm. But I realize now, like now that I work in mental health, yeah. like I've had a revelation. I was experiencing postpartum depression. Yeah, and that's real. And it is very real. Yep. Um, I also, um, I have I deal with body dysmorphia. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just you know I have to be really careful. I was anorexic and bulimic from mm-hmm. seventh to eighth grade. And listen to me, if you have young children and it's not just not just girls boys do this too they control their weight um sometimes in a you know any way that's bad you know if it's eating too much or not eating Mm -hmm. enough but um you know i'd I'd see myself differently than Mm -hmm. everyone else sees me um and i can have an uh, addictive personality when it comes to controlling certain things and really my anorexia bulimia wasn't so much about body image even though i do have body dysmorphia and i do see myself differently than the world does um it was more about just being in control yeah yeah and we have a daughter who's who's dealt with that mm-hmm. um has been dealing with that covid has been really rough on that mm-hmm mm-hmm um so it is real and the only way really to overcome that is for us to just be transparent here. I can remember after in 2011, after I um, lost my job, I can remember like feeling purposeless. Mm -hmm. And that's why I understand what I do now at Elevation House. Like I was so depressed. Yeah. 
you know, he let me kind of stay there for a little while. And then he's like, all right, you know, you've been down for too long. Mm-hmm. It's time. And I found something else to be passionate about. And literally it was one day at a time. It was, okay, Lord, what do we do today? Right. Today I'm going to give blood. I was always finding a way to give back. Right. And that's what got me out of depression. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pastor Scott said it today at Crossover Church ATL. Shameless plug. For shout the out, shout attend. out. Shout out. He was like, it's hard to be down. Yeah. When you're grateful, when you're mm. thankful, it's hard yeah. to be depressed. It's hard to be angry when you're grateful. And so I just kept trying to have an attitude of gratitude. Yeah. But I was very depressed at that time, and it was because I felt purposeless. And that's what I have the privilege and honor to do through Elevation House yeah. now is to help people mm-hmm. find purpose and live a personally gratifying life. You know, so That's my experience with mental health. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and first and foremost, I just want to say thank you for, for sharing that. Cause, um, you know, again, I'm, I'm certain that there's somebody who's watching us, um, either live or, or via the replay who that is totally speaking to right now in which, you know, you, you didn't even, you, you like, you didn't even have something to, to like pinpoint and say, Oh, that's maybe that's what I'm dealing with right now. But, but this very well may be what you're dealing with right now. And I, I want to let you know, um, if you're watching this, that you know what, um, we, we're not going to sweep it under the rug and we want to address it and we want you to address it. And, you know, uh, Carrie gave the number, the 1-800-273-TALK. Um, definitely feel free. You can definitely hit us up um, yeah. in, in, in the DM if, if, if you want, but you don't have to go through this alone and, and we can have conversations and, yeah. and get you Um, with people who can really, really help you. You know, and it it really is okay to not be okay. Like people are saying that a lot right now, and it seems cliche, but it really is. I tell people all the time, like grace, grace. Like Mm -hmm. afford yourself some grace. Like Mm -hmm. you're so hard on yourself, but what would you tell someone else? Right. You you would tell someone else to give themselves grace. So, you know, now as we're transitioning from the reality Mm -hmm. of mental mental illness. Yeah. And its impact, you know, on us nationally and, you know, now how it's mm-hmm. impacted me personally. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we wanted to just kind of, you know, close out tonight with just a couple of things that we do f- on a personal level to keep ourselves mentally well. Right. Um, so, you know, what are some things, you know, that that you do yeah. to stay mentally well? I, I, th- I think for me, um, again, being physically active yes. is, is extremely helpful. Um, whether it's, you know, going in there and, and jumping on the bike and riding the bike, um, yeah. whether it's, you know, just doing carrying some, our bikes yeah, out somewhere, carrying, carrying our bikes outside, getting, getting, getting out and enjoying like the, the fresh air mm. and, and riding through, through the community and, and whatnot. Um, just being able to have those physical activities for me, um, help me to release a yes. lot of what I carry. Um, I've realized personally that, um, when I'm sinking into that place, I can recognize it now. And literally the way that I combat it is by going hard the opposite way. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I know personally for me, you know, those days where you don't really feel like getting up, you know, or if I'm going to bed at six o'clock. No, that is not normal, you know. Not, not normal so so mm-hmm. so when I'm when I'm in those places, I I. I literally have to um, combat it by going the opposite way. And, mm-hmm. and for me, that's, you know, working out, you know, getting up early if, if I need to get up early or what have you. Um, again, getting on the bike, do, doing those kinds of things. That, that for me is therapeutic, and, and I've noticed it gives me 
a different kind of energy. Mm-hmm. You know, it gives me a, a, an, an energy in which I can kind of push um, a little a little more to, yeah. to, to help me kind of pull out of that funk. Yeah. Because, I mean, you do, your body responds by producing feel-good hormones, yeah. you know, endorphins, yep. et cetera, when, when you work out. So that's one of mine, too. Um, you know, one of the things that I've had to do, and I'm speaking especially to ladies, because sometimes, you know, as a mom, we feel like we have to be, like, the shoulder for everyone. Right. You know, we have to do everything. Mm-hmm. Um, And so I call it, you know, I had that Wonder Woman mentality and I really battled with a spirit of perfectionism. And we've Mm -hmm. shared this before, like, um, you know, I wanted the house to be just right. but The kids just wanted me to love on them. But I painted the walls every week because we had a brand new house. Same one that I was hiding behind a bush. (laughs) Um, Probably the best thing we ever did is moved into a house that was imperfect. Just Mm -hmm. being honest. Mm -hmm. It, It allowed me to just really relax. And I know that sounds bad. What? Relax more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's still not necessarily I was, I was going to say no, 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 relax a little more. But. but, you know, with that and that Wonder Woman, uh, Superwoman, whatever you want to call it, mentality and that whole, you know, just striving for per- perfection for my family um, when they don't want it and for myself, um, I've had to really learn to set boundaries. Yeah, boundaries are huge. And I've re- recognized the fact that people don't really understand how to set good boundaries. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um and sometimes they don't even realize that they're not establishing appropriate boundaries. Right. And so one of the hardest things for me to do was just to say no. Yeah. Um and to be okay with saying no and not to make excuses. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um. And and to let everybody know that I am human too, and you know that right. I need some space for me. Like, you know, I put pressure on myself. Just simple things, like, you know, I could sleep on in on a Saturday, but I make myself get up extra early mm-hmm. to get this, that, the third, you know, done. Mm-hmm. Um. Or I would beat myself up uh, if everything wasn't done. Like right now, we've had a busy weekend. Yep. And I had to go to the grocery store today and then get prepared for this. Mm-hmm. And I did all the meal prep for this week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, for my, shout shout my out for hubby. meal prep. Shout yeah, out for yeah, meal yeah. prep. Yep. And I have clothes. Yeah. There's six of us in this house. Yeah. Yeah. And I have a lot that need to be folded. And in the past, mm-hmm. it would have been. It would have been an issue. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I'm like, it's okay. Right. They're still going to be there. Yep. So now yep. there's some things I still need to do, mm-hmm. um, but I've just learned to set appropriate and healthy boundaries um, so that I have the time and the space that I need for me. Uh, something else you'd... Well, well, first of all, I was just going to say, I, I think boundaries are, are, are huge. And, and just with boundaries, um, that that saying no, you know, and, and I, I call no a power word, by the way. Yes. Um, um, being able to effectively say no and understand that that no does not need an explanation mm-hmm. right you don't necessarily have to explain your no but but we've grown accustomed to having to explain what your no is or yeah. why you're saying no right so being able to use the power word of no not having to explain the reason behind the no and be okay with it right yeah. so so I, I think i think that's that's huge mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying um, but going back to what you said, I think for me, again, I think the boundaries are are huge for me, um, especially for someone like my personality type in which 
I will. It's too nice. Y- yeah. <laughs> I mean, and, 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 I, and I know it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm going to be nice and I want to to do and I want to make sure. He wants that, to be mean, but that, he can't. That no. other people. <laughs> no, I don't necessarily want to be mean, I'm but, but, but I, I want to make sure that people are taken care of, right? Yeah. So it's, you know, that no is, is hard. You know, especially for me when I know, um, like, loyalty is huge for me. Me too. So it's almost like an oxymoron in my mind. I'm like, how can you be loyal and you say no? You know what I mean? Especially if it could be a yes, yeah. but it's not healthy for it to be a yes. Right. You yeah, see what I'm saying? I could do it. Yeah, I could do it, but that's that's not healthy right. for me to do it. Yes. And, 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 on, and those are the it. things that, that you have to start recognizing and realizing um you know with boundaries for me another thing that i've had to do is to set appropriate priorities yeah because that kind of goes hand in hand absolutely with the boundaries right so being able to understand what i am going to say yes to and what i am going to say no to and to do that beforehand so when i'm when i'm in a situation i kind of you know i I can i can kind of process effectively and Mm -hmm. process right so I, I know what to say yes and to what to say no to. Yeah, and and I know I see you I see you like battle and and grapple with that. You did last week, and um, you had you had so many conflicting priorities in your mind, and then all of a sudden right. I saw you show show back up. Right, right, right. Yeah, and you were like, yeah, I'm I'm like, well, why are you here? Right. And, Right, but you had to you had to reconcile those priorities Absolutely. in your mind. Absolutely, and say you know what this is what's most important in this moment. Yep, and that's it. You know, being present in the moment and saying what's most important mm-hmm. in this moment. That's what I tell people um, when I, I I'm not a counselor, but when I counsel with them, just tell them what's most important in this very in this moment. moment. Let's yeah. let's let's yep. be present right now and not worry about everything. Mm-hmm. What right now? is the most important. And I think the last thing that I'm going to share, my second one is to um, be okay to like actually admit that I have a certain kind of feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that I'm not a robot. I'm mom, but I have feelings. Mm-hmm. I'm wife, but I have feelings. I'm coworker, I'm friend, I'm mm-hmm. whatever, but I have mm-hmm. feelings, you know, um, and not feel bad about it. Right. Not apologize for it. As long as I've handled it appropriately and in times where my feelings have handled me inappropriately mm-hmm. instead of me handling them appropriately <laughs> to um, apologize. Right. And, and, and to, to correct it. You know, there's been right. a number of times there was there was a time this weekend where literally I was trying to make a dish for the baby shower <laughs> And one part of it was really thick because yeah. it had cream cheese in it. And yeah. I had just poured in buffalo sauce. And when I went to stir it, the buffalo so- sauce was not as thick. And it splashed all over. And I was already dressed, y'all. Yeah, yeah. Splashed all over me. And so I'm standing in the laundry room trying to get all of this off of me without making too much damage. Right. And my 14-year-old is looking at me with disgust because I'm in her way in the laundry room yeah. and she says just go put on a pair of jeans <laughs> yeah. and I was you know I just told her I was like you know that really hurt me like it right. really made me feel like what I'm trying to do is not important right when you're sitting there covered in buffalo sauce right and all you can think about is get out of my way because right. I need to get in here right you know it it's real I'm important too yeah and I told her that and I think again we're going back to talking about all of this mm-hmm. and talking about the way you feel 
helps other people to open up mm-hmm. and say, it's okay that I have feelings. It's yep. okay that I'm not okay. You know, it, it's okay that I go and get help for this. Right, I right. go talk. Everybody should have someone they counsel with. Absolutely. Everyone. Do you hear me? Everyone. Yep. So yep. Um, that was that was like a third one. That was good. Yeah, that was good. That was like a third one. Well, and and I will just say this tonight has been good. Just really being yeah. able to open up and have some honest dialogue, particularly about mental health and mental health awareness, being able to to get some of the facts so we can start uncovering the stigma. Because, because yeah. I believe the more we have conversations like this, the more we uncover the stigma, the more we can continue to have conversations like yeah. this. And it can really be therapeutic and helpful for people. That's right. That's right. We are not our mental illness. That's right. Um, we are who we are, and sometimes we're living with things that are hard hard to deal with, mm-hmm. and difficult to deal with, but nothing that we can't together um, work through. That's right. That's yeah. right. So before we finish up real quick, I just want to uh, want you to give that phone number one more time, and, yep. and, and any other um, thing that you want to say to, to close this segment out today. So... The national hotline, um, if you're, you know, if you're having suicidal ideations, you need any support with your mental health, it's 1-800-273-TALK. Um, definitely reach out if you have family members that yes. live with mental illness, you need support. You need to learn and understand their mental illness, just like Philip was talking about with Kai, not mm-hmm. understanding his bipolar. You know, reach out to the National Alliance on Mental Illness. Most um, communities have a local chapter. Reach out to them, get some education, some mm-hmm advocacy and then also go check out uh, mental health america there's a mental health uh, america in every state as yes. well so there's mental health america georgia mental health america kentucky etc cetera, etc cetera. Right. and they have lots of resources and tools right now um, because of mental health awareness month and so the big thing is listen it's okay to not be okay mm-hmm. just tell somebody don't stay in that place and be the kind of person that is a safe place for someone else to not be okay. That is so in. good. Yep, that is so good. Yep. That is so good. Well, listen, thank you all so much for tuning in to The Edge Life on this Sunday. Look, we look forward to seeing you again yes, on we next do. week, next Sunday, same time, same place. And if you like this video, if you like this channel, if you like what we're talking about, do us a favor. Yeah, go ahead and share this thing out. Why, why should I share that, honey? Because sharing is caring. Is caring, y'all. Yes, is caring. Yes, it is. So with that being said, man, we will see y'all next week. God bless y'all. We'll talk to you soon. Edge life. You're too close to the edge. We gon' push you forward a few steps ahead. It's that edge life. Oh, oh. Gotta get it in your head. Baby, welcome to the edge life. You're too close to the edge. We gon' push you forward a few steps ahead. It's that edge life. Oh